So before Vernon, when before you got on, Vernon and I were talking about Deion Sanders, and I don't want to say the mess that he's created, but <laughs> the situation that has arisen now that Dion is the coach at Jackson State. I'm a I'm a mixed mind to this man. I love the fact that Dion went to Jackson State. I love the attention that he's brought to HBCUs, that he's brought to those kids that otherwise people would have written off. I'm glad and ecstatic that he brought his sons over to come play at Jackson State, that he's helping. What is that thing now? Uh, NIL, name license, NL, name license, um, name image and license. Yeah, NIL. I love all of that. What I don't like is that it appears that Dion just used this as an opportunity to get the bigger bag. I'm so, not I'm not hating him for for trying to get the bigger bag. That's not that's not my concern. It's just that it when he was pressed or asked about this previously, I guess it's part of the marketing thing. We'll get into that with Vernon. He denied it or he subverted the the question. Mm-hmm. Now it's becoming more and more likely that he's going to leave. So where are those kids going to be left? Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. No, nah, go ahead, Vernon. So, okay. what, what do you think? So, so I laid that up for you, bro. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah pretty so much. This, go is, ahead, man. this is the thing. I think when he when he first got there, right? So we're talking about Deion Sanders, um, Hall of Fame NFL player, uh, coach at Jackson State University. And so when he first got there, I think that he arrived with all the intentions in the world. Good intentions. I don't think he had any kind of um, ideas of using it as a stepping stone to something else. And the reason why is because if he wanted to go somewhere else, he could have. Not to say that he could have been a head coach at like a Power Five or a big conference school, but I'm sure he could have went somewhere else. I think he legitimately wanted to show um, the influence that he could have at an HBCU, and I think he wanted to uh, lift HBCUs up. The problem that he's going to run into is that I think a lot of the a lot of the skepticism is going to say not that you use this for your own um, image and to and to get more popular. I think people are going to say what you just said, Sean, which is well, what happens to the kids? And the problem is is that anytime a coach leaves any program, the question is what happens to the kids. It's just that now because it's an HBCU, I think people of our ilk are going to look Don't at it just and be say like, because it's an HBCU, you need you need to elaborate or expound on that because this it's is getting far more notoriety than it has ever. So. Gotten. So they had ES they had ESPN College Game Day out there. He had a 60 minutes piece uh, that took yep. place at Jackson State where he was highlighting yep. his coaches. So they're getting a lot more notoriety at that school, but also the swag in general. So my shirt is Prairie View AM University, right? That's where I went to school at. So we're getting a lot more notoriety um, because of his his success at Jackson State um, and things like that. And so what's gonna happen now is the the what's gonna happen to the kids is gonna become a bigger question even though it's the standard of what happens when a coach leaves the program. So I want to make sure that we're not, we're not putting more on him. Also, he hasn't said he's leaving. The, the rumor right now is that he's in the running for uh, either a job at Colorado University, which would be a terrible job for him because uh, he hates the cold, or University of South Florida, which is like, you know, for me, it's right up the street. It's about two hours away. I think if he's going to leave, 
I personally wouldn't leave for either one of those jobs. I would see if he can get that job. It was at Auburn, I think. Auburn. Was one of, yeah, yeah, that makes way more sense. If he, if, me, if he goes to Auburn, if he goes to Auburn, oh, then it's I'm on. sorry. I'd leave Jackson State in a heartbeat to go to Auburn. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. Know to tell I think you should come to the SEC. But, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, if if uh, I'm sorry I mean to interrupt you there, bro. But I'm, I'm just hearing about kind of what happened in terms of the rumors with the other two schools. But – I'm a tad disappointed if this is something that he is entertaining. Again, we're, we're hearing about conversations, but he has not come out and said that this is something he's doing. So we need to kind of approach it from that perspective. But if that is the case, I'm a little disappointed because I, I feel as though it's a job not finished yet. You know, you, you went there in order to bring more notoriety, to bring more exposure to these kids, to be able to make an impact and to be able to prepare these young men potentially for the NFL or just life in general. And your impact has been immediate, longstanding. And I feel as though if at this point you leave, yeah, some things will stay in place, but, I, but, but it's going to slip back at some point in time. And that's a little disappointing. And again, I'm not saying that he's obligated to stay right. there for, you know, 20 years or so, but I just feel like, you know, how long has he been there? Maybe a few few years or so or so. I just feel like it's not enough time. I feel like he should spend more time there. He should invest a little bit more uh, and, and really be able to stretch it out even more to make it even bigger. I just feel like his job's not done and I'm a little disappointed. And then just in general, to go to one of those two schools mentioned, I kind of frowned my face up because I'm just like, if you're gonna leave, Dion, go to the SEC, man. You know, go, 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 go to a bit. You know, leave for an Alabama or leave for a, you know a Florida or something like that. Don't yeah, don't leave for yeah. Colorado and USF. Come on, N neither one of those name schools are are, are going to be in, in the playoffs. Neither one of those. In Come on, man, stop. So, Sean, let's let's talk about this though because I think this is important. We always say that athletes and coaches and celebrities don't tell us the truth. He was exceptionally transparent about what he said. When they asked him, would you have to entertain uh, an offer if a certain type of school um, reached out to you, would you do it? He said yes. In the 60 Minutes interview, he said yes. And then the mm -hmm. next day, ESPN asked him the exact same question. Or no, on the game day before. So game on day, college yeah. game day before, they asked him the same question. He said, absolutely, I would entertain it because he's a businessman, right? Of so course, I'm not – I agree. I agree with what uh, my man is saying. I just think that any coach would reach out. The it would would entertain the offer. The difference is is that I personally don't give a damn what Nick Saban does at Alabama. I care about Dion because that's more immediate to me and what I look like and what I right. care about. Right. So my I'm a little more emotionally invested in his decision than I would be otherwise. You see what I'm saying? Like even no, nah, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, yeah, I would to see you as well. So exactly. I, I, I totally understand. I, I, All right, I okay. It. I'm 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 gonna ask you then. I'm gonna ask both of you then. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we're putting a little bit too much scrutiny on Dion or being too hard on him? Yeah, these are decisions yes, that these guys. Of course, guys, yeah. of course yeah. we do that yeah. with all of our heroes. We do that with all of our icons, and I actually don't have a problem with that. You deserve Done. that pressure, and you obviously can take it because that's what made you what you are. So, no, I'm fine with that. Yes, is it a little bit more than anything else? Absolutely. But, right. however, he took on a pretty amazing task. I mean, this man decided to take – all of his celebrity status, all of his knowledge, all of his Hall of Fame credentials and skills and reinvest back into the soil of the HBCUs. And not only did it start to grow, as you see, there's there's a vibe.
there's yeah. an energy going towards HBCUs in general. You're starting to see different yeah. programs chirping up. You're starting to see a that lot more. Haven't seen in these years and decades. It's, it's a little yeah. bit of a shorter walk for it's these pride. students it's to pride. get to where they want to get to than yeah, it was man. before. That is the Dion effect. And I just yeah. feel as though, in, in my opinion, I understand he he can entertain other things and all, but I feel like hang in there a little while longer with me, Dion. And, and of course, selfishly, I, I agree. I'm invested yeah. in it. I love to yeah. see it. You know, with yeah. that, but I just feel like maybe give it another couple years and then go ahead and do your thing. I just feel it's a little too short. But if he does, you know, I feel, hey, Dion, you're Dion. You need to go to a prime yeah. program. Yeah. And, why, and, and why are we talking about Dion and we're not talking about Jawan Howard? Because he's Dion, right? Exactly. Jawan Howard is at Michigan and nobody cares, right? Michigan. And nobody cares. Exactly. And Dion is at Jackson State. And nobody's going to talk with Jawan Howard about what he's doing in Michigan because it doesn't matter because the impact is not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, even though I, I think those, <laughs> even though I think that some of those the black students that play for Jawan would argue differently about his presence being the coach at Michigan. But I you're I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, yeah, but his but his presence is only because he's an alumni and because he played in the NFL. I mean, the NBA, right? I mean, it's not that's not to diminish that's not to, at all to diminish what Jawan Howard's doing. What I'm saying, it is, sounds like you're trying to diminish what he's doing. No, no, and I want to make sure I clarify that I'm not trying to okay. diminish what he's doing. I think that if you're Deion Sanders, if you're an NFL caliber uh, cornerback who has I don't know a three time world champion with three different teams, and you're universally almost recognized as the best in it's the history one of, the of your best position, athletes that have ever and, played and, ever. And of all the schools you could go to, you go to you this little Jackson school State. in Mississippi. Come on, bro, that's yeah, not the same I as Jawan Howard Ooh. going to Michigan. This is not. And in Michigan, yeah, is fine and all that. I don't want to piss off anybody from Michigan, right? But it's not. It's a different fine, thing. There's a, there's a reason we're talking about we're talking about Jackson State and not Michigan um, or any of these other schools. And by the way, the Dion effect that, that my man is talking about is important because now we're talking about Texas Southern and Howard and Prairie View and Bethune-Cookman yeah. and FAM yeah, and all these other yeah, schools, right? Yeah. It's it's far-reaching. Yeah. So yeah, when he yeah. leaves, when he leaves, right yeah. yeah, the narrative's going to be, well, Dion left, so so it must not be as good as we thought. It must not be as good. And that's the problem. And that's that's the fear. Hang in there a little while longer. Okay. Cycles the cycles And do, do your thing. But again, it is, you know, it's, very selfish. He, we can't, I mean, he's not, he's not obligated to make us feel good, man. But absolutely, is, there, absolutely. is there any way you think he can, and it's not like it's on him to fix it necessarily, but at least the, if he does leave, to pad it so that the blow isn't as detrimental. No. You get what I'm saying? Because like you said, we haven't seen this type of attention on HBCU football since the like the late 70s, early 80s when grambling was a thing. You know what I mean? So to have him leave now and then to probably be filled with some dude, that, and this is no offense to coaches that coach high school football, but to be replaced by some dude whose only tenure prior to was playing maybe some college uh, football and then maybe he coached at a high school team, it, it leaves a lot to be desired afterwards. Is there anything you think he can do if he leaves to pad his departure? No. Just the, what he's already done from, from what I've heard and seen, he's put together a fantastic coaching staff out there. So, you know, when he leaves, I'm sure he might take some with, and I'm sure there might be some others that that's may be in the journey. And that's going to be a tough choice for them. But I feel like the seeds he's planted will go on. But again, his presence is the presence. And without that there, it exactly. definitely is a problem. Yeah, I, dig I agree. It. I dig it. I agree. I hear your whole tribe back there, Algernon. 
listen, this is what we do, man. It's like holiday weekend. We <laughs> listen, we got us Vernon, a nice black owned if, business Christmas uh, Thanksgiving going on, man. Listen, Vernon, if you think your house is a road show with two children, man, you don't want to be Al. Al's got children. Al I've has got Al has eight kids. I oh wow! Five children. This dude. You see, you see, you see that right there. You see, you see that that disrespect right there. Five. Gonna, you see what he did? Yeah, I do. I do. I got a starting five. He trying to give me three. There's not too much difference, my guy. Bro, so like, so look, honest, honest question, like a fatherhood question for you. How do you find time to to rejuvenate on the things that refresh your spirit? How do you find that kind of time? You asking the wrong one, my guy, because Al wrong. don't stop. Uh, uh, okay. water, uh, and um, <laughs> ice water, as well as as well as I'm I'm a, I'm a runner. Okay, so, uh, you know all of these things. No, I definitely have an opportunity to have self care because I've got a great uh, system called my wife, who is my everything and what I do. So uh, Get she your allows flowers, my guy the comfort of being able to work and, and stay focused while she kind of takes care of a lot of other things. And of course, my children are adults. They're like full grown people that pay taxes. So, uh, you know, and, and now they, they are. He yeah. acts like they, they just sprouted out the room paying yeah. Yeah. jobs and shit. Nah, dog, you had to go through. Well, how old is your oldest? Uh, let me see. Coming up on twenty-seven. Oh wow! And your youngest, okay. your youngest is what twenty-one. That is correct. Okay. Very good. Very good. Look at this guy. Absolutely. My, my he, just, he, just, I, he just turned I twenty-one. On, I stay on top of those informations. From You're on point. You know what I'm saying? I see, you, I see you. So it's like, like I said, you've got they, that. That is a quite a transitional period with Absolutely. five kids. Mm -hmm. Like Absolutely. you're talking about your life now, like going through it in the moment. Jesus Christ, because I know what I'm feeling like now. <laughs> with five. I had I had I had a wife, my man. I had to do it. And on top of that, you understand it. We 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 went a little untraditional. Like my we, we homeschooled our children and things like this. Well, well okay, let me let me rewind oh, yeah, that. Statement. You, did, you did mention it before. Yeah, go ahead. Homeschooled our children. I, yeah. I, I, I was working. So uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that, that's a whole different situation. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty, though. The honesty is real time. <laughs> no, that's for real, man. That's, that's I was working. I, <laughs> I think, I think somebody's got to bring home the bread, man. I understand it, man. I understand it. Now, check this out. The older I was watching something the other day, man. I watched Dion Cole's most recent stand-up on Netflix. Watch and there's a, segment, there's a segment in there where he was like, the older I get, the less he wants to be around other people. He said, when people <laughs> invite me to things... He said, I don't care how long it took me to get there, how long it took me to get ready, I will sit in that bitch's spin and leave. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that that was one of the truest things I think I've heard this whole fucking week. I yeah. feel that in my soul. And I told my, I told some other friends about this, that segment. And they said, that's because you're a bad person. Like, you should <laughs> want to be communal. You should want to be able to sit down with folks and talk and all this other stuff. And I was like, I think it needs to be a reflection on yourself whether or not I would want to be around you long enough for us to have those conversations and not come in, spin around, and leave that bitch. But that shit happens with family too, man. Do you guys notice the same thing? Yeah. I also think, I wonder if that's a black thing where we grow up telling our kids you need to go visit people that you don't even like and and hang around them because they're family. I'm, I'm doing air quotes for the people that are listening. That they're going to be listening, video. right. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really weird thing, right, where we tell our kids and we teach our children 
oh, it's you don't like them, but you know what? They're family, so you need to go be around them. And I'm like, so the the genesis of Friendsgiving, right? This new sort of thing where people go kick it with their friends instead of their family. I think it started because of that, because there's people who realized through therapy or whatever, you know what? I don't want nobody asking me when I'm getting married. I don't want nobody asking me why am I still with this person that I that doesn't treat me right. I don't want nobody making me feel any kind of way on my off day, by the way, on the day when I'm not at work. I don't want to <laughs> right. answer no questions that don't make me feel good. So you know what? I'm going to go kick it with Sean and E and Rod, and I'm going to kick it with them because I know all we're going to do is sit around, drink, and watch football. I don't want no stress. And I think that's the genesis of how this starts. Now, where my fear is, is that what happens if like the traditional sort of friendsgiving overtakes, um, overtakes like a traditional sort of family gathering with 20 people and all that kind of stuff. That's that's kind of a, a distant concern, but I think that's where it started from for sure. Yeah. Al, because I know your whole your whole life has been untraditional in many instances. So do you do you feel the same way? But I know you're 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 one of those social butterflies though, man. You you kick with everybody. Yeah, but it's it's more obligatory uh, in terms of that. It's, it's it's not something that I'm trying to do. Now I'm an only child, and and honestly, I like to go out and do what I got to do, and you know, make it happen. But then I'm I'm right back to the house. I'm definitely more of a homebody. I'm more comfortable right here, and my family will tell you. It's times I I've been gone outside in hours or or a whole day, just never even went outside, and was absolutely perfectly comfortable in the sauce and the juice I'm in. Now I'm all about insulated experiences these days for the most part outside of obligations. I like being around people who I love and enjoy and their energy and mine, you know, connect and we're good. And if that's not the case, again, outside of corporate obligations, I don't want to be part of it. Hmm. Yeah. There was a meme and in the meme, there were two characters and one of the characters is asking the other one, well, why do you stay at home so much? And it said, because my food is here and all my stuff is here. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand what else needs to be said, right? Like, that's it. You think built- the bright part of the social media and the internet age, like everything's at our fingertips? Nah, I think, I think people have an overwhelming desire to be comfortable because every experience external to your house is some level of something that you don't control. I go to work. Mm-hmm. If I have to go into an office for all those people that do, if I go into an office, I can't control nothing there. I got to go into the conference room when you tell me to. Hold on. I got to go let's, have lunch. Let's take, let's take it back to when we first got See, on. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't this do this. motherfucker said, he said, if, if someone asked me to go into an office now, ew. ew. Like, what the yeah. hell? I ain't going to the office unless they make me go. Al, you said you, said you go for corporate yeah, engagements, right? Same thing. Yeah. Oh, if, if if unless like here and there, I have to go in like you know once a month or sometimes yeah, once every exactly. other month, depending on the situation. I dread it every every time I have to do it. It's a chore, but I, I get it know. done, and I just I just roll out, and they know it too. They they already going. Yeah, Al ain't gonna be around it too much longer. I want to get in and get out once the dinner is done. I don't want to go drinking with y'all. <laughs> I don't want to go, ooh, let's go hit another bar. I have no, no desire. To, I don't no. want to be at the bar we're currently at. I'd rather be at home. <laughs> <laughs> they they already know I do not want to be there, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I have to do. But I swear as soon as they they say, Well, listen, this has been great, I'm already putting my coat on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sean, I'm so serious about it. I wake up in the morning, my trainer comes three days a week. When I'm done with him, I take a shower or whatever, and then I iron a T-shirt and then walk downstairs and sit at my desk and work. But the crease in the sleeve is 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 fire, bro. It's crisp. because I, I still want to I still want to get the <laughs> feelings of, well. of I want to present well. Yeah. See, listen, yeah. it's like y'all actually have desks and stuff set up. Please. You motherfucker, boy. <laughs> 
y'all people who have like full offices at home, I don't get y'all. I, I promise you, I have the ability to put that whole thing together. I even have an office. However, I sit in a big ass recliner chair with my laptop literally on my lap. Well, I should say laptops on my lap. That is how I work. And I have a serious? on here. And the only time I take the hoodie off is if I have a call or if I might take it off and put on a college shirt, you know, just to you know play the role. But after that, the hoodie is back on. A uh, collared. Uh, you said a collared shirt? You know, a, a shirt. That, Come on. Yeah, you know, every now and then I got to throw a shirt on. And <laughs> that's too close. Like, that's too close to getting in the car and burning gas. I, man. I got to put on a collared shirt. We I got to act issues. like I care every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes welcome 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 what's up what's up what is up back once again <laughs> it is the incredible in the black podcast and in case you weren't aware this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown-ass men who know if you stay ready you don't have to get ready i am your host big oh mr in the black himself but i can never do this alone and i got some special guests tonight <sighs> Contributing writer for Plastique, the mayor of Atlanta. I got, I mean, I don't think anybody else can dispute that. My man, the algorithm, Al Billups. Say what's up, man. Hey, what's going on, people? Good evening and all that kind of good stuff. Let's talk. No doubt, no doubt. And my uh my marketing and communications ambassador, formerly of the University uh, College podcast, Vernon Blanson. V Bland, what's up, man? What's happening, everybody? If you celebrate Thanksgiving, happy early Thanksgiving. If you do not, I hope that you take some time to be with loved ones and stay in your house. For real. See, he's, he's always Because <laughs> <a good> <laughs> he didn't need to say that at all. He, he, I'm trying, we're trying to keep it. We're keeping it on branch, Sean. Under, it on under, brand. Understood. Understood. And if you are checking this out on YouTube, make sure you finesse that thumbs up button. It goes a long way. It's free. You can also hit that subscribe button as well. Make sure you don't miss out on the next episodes of the show. Follow us across social media at In The Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And come on over to our uh, website, www.intheblackpodcast.com, and you can check out previous episodes of the show. Now, we are going to get into what has been an interesting conversation that sparked off, I think, this past weekend, former football player Ben Watson, who is now a football analyst on ESPN, had an altercation with one of his colleagues, Peter Byrne. Uh, 45, 20. By the way, did you not get the memo on the suits? We all went dark today. You were, you're like Easter yeah. service. Y'all kind of y'all kind of leave me out. As long as I get the text from my wife that says I look good. Oh, really? Right, man. So stop, send me the text, babe. Send me the text. <laughs> it's not the one she sent me. Welcome back to the Farm Rich Halftime Report. Uh, just you and I here, Taki. I'm not sure what happened to uh, Peter Burns, or did you uh, did you have him keep your wife's name out of his mouth? Huh? <laughs> we'll, we'll see how Peter Burns is uh, with that smart mouth. <laughs> One of the most interesting parts of this whole situation is that a lot of people are comparing this to the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident. And that's been some of the most comments. Some of the most comments that I've been getting are the comparisons. Why aren't you, one of the comments I got was, why aren't you guys keeping that same energy? I saw a lot of people lambasting Will Smith for slapping Chris Rock, but here we have another same black man who's, whose wife was disrespected and they took it. Mind you, it was off air, but we know that something happened 
and you guys aren't keeping that same energy. Oh, can I can I jump right in here then? Yeah, go ahead, man. That's okay. So to to whoever whoever brought up the topic of why are we not keeping that same energy, there's a couple reasons. One, the Oscars are broadcast to, I don't know, 500 million people around the world. Will Smith went up on stage and they weren't off air when this happened. So that's a big part of it. Um, also, Will Smith is Will Smith, who for about 15 years had the number one movie spot every July Every time he released a movie, right? He was a, he was an A-list actor who commanded one of the highest salary. actors in the Hollywood. Yep. He commanded whatever salary he wanted. So that's the first part. The second part is is Ben Watson um, actually handled this the way people were saying Will Smith should have handled it, right? He sat there um, until they went to break. They went to break, and we don't know what happened. There's no video leaks, no cell phone footage. Okay. We just know that when they came back. There were two empty chairs, and then my man, who's about, what, 6'5", probably 250, came back to his seat. He put his phone down aggressively, and he sat in the chair. He did it the way you were supposed to. Actually, the way we were all with the energy, the the energy that we were saying Will Smith should have kept his composure, that's what Ben Watson Watson did. By the way, then, after the show, he said, you owe my wife an apology. He didn't curse in in the tweet. He said, you owe my wife an apology, and then the guy apologized, right? So I would say, in, in spite of how it might have looked on TV, he probably did it the right way, all right? And this is way different. This is way different than the Will Smith thing. They're not even remotely the same because he didn't touch them on camera. Even if he touched them off camera, we have, scenes, no, right. we have no proof that that happened. None. Facts. I give you that. You I see what I'm saying? It's a, it's a very key distinction. You said, yeah, I am 100% on the exact same page. I felt like he handled as best as possible. We don't know what happened off camera. Exactly. Maybe we kind of yoked him up, but I... And if so, you know, it was what it was. He still kept his composure a lot better, and he asked for a public apology and got one. So, no, I felt like the guy handled it as best as possible. And Benjamin Watson is just, I mean, he's, he's a great guy. You know, he's a very religious guy, uh, very strong in his views, but he's also an athlete that went out there and and and, and basically faced and committed violence on a weekly basis. So <laughs> it's just, this is not a man that you want to sit back and make those types of jokes about. And just in general, you know, just just for the public, you have to understand is that, you know, you can talk about a person and, you know, they can joke and play and all of that. If that's the type of relationship you have, that's fine. Most men will, you know, say whatever and keep it moving. But when you start to bring in someone's wife or children and you and that person are not, you know, at that type of level to where you can do that, it could be problem so it's like well y'all please please stop mentioning people's wives even in jest and stuff like that like right now i'm I'm gonna do something right now like even if i was to just mention big o's wife just in this conversation say yeah yinka and it's still gonna be a little bit of a scowl he's gonna look and go yeah 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 yeah, what about about my wife (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, personal that's a man's personal situation that's his personal space it's called his significant other Please stop mentioning these people's spouses. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, and there's and there's a couple things. There's a couple things I think we need to throw in this right that are very very important. Um, number one, there are friends, and then there are coworkers. No, yeah, I don't think Ben considers old boy a friend. Not his reaction, close. his reaction, sort of sort of shows me they're probably coworkers. Like they probably don't kick it Facts. that much Facts. outside of work. So that's Absolutely. the first thing. The second thing mm-hmm. is Sean. How long have me and you known each other? Right? At least I, six, seven years now. Yeah. Six, seven, have I ever stepped out of pocket? Ever? Nope. I'm t- not nope. even about your wife, just generally out nope. of pocket. Okay, so maybe that's a black thing. We we know we don't talk about each other's children ever, right? Nope. If you have a sister, we never talk about your sister. Nope. Ever. If you have a mom that's still alive or or passed away, we never talk about your mom, and we damn nope. sure don't talk about wives. That's not what we do. Now that, that might be. that might be a cultural thing for us. 
but we don't do that, right? So yeah. it sound like it sound like my man thought that he he could get away with telling that joke, which is which is the only point that might piss off your listeners listening to me. He fired that comment off with Steph Curry precision. He had no hesitation, pulled yep. it from half court with three seconds yep. left, which leads yep. me to believe they probably joke in a juvenile fashion like that all the time, just not about wives, right? right? That's what I think happened. I think homie was used to telling juvenile jokes, and he just told the wrong one. And Ben Watson yeah. was like, yeah, let me yeah. let me talk to you off camera. Don't ever mention my wife's name again. I'm not going to knock you out this time. Next time you do it, there's going to be an altercation, and we'll handle it. And I think that's I, – I really think that's what it was. I don't think the guy had any kind of, like, malice when he said it. He just sounds like he thinks those kind of jokes are funny, like, funny, these, yeah, like yeah. these nuts jokes. Like, yeah. He seems like that kind of guy. You know well, he, he, he did. No, he was very comfortable. He was very Absolutely. comfortable. And that's that's what I was trying to get at is that he 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 was one. He felt like at least it came across to me like he felt re, he felt really familiar, right? Yeah, yeah. Like people, he said that or said things like that, and no one has ever checked him behind the scenes no. before yeah. for him to think that it was appropriate to say that on national television. Well, that's then, the thing. Yeah, that was weird. Then, then on top of that, I think one of the things in terms of the comparison between this incident and Will Smith, right? I think there's a, a drastic difference between an ambiguous joke, right? Because that whole hair thing, I think it was very, there's a lot of room for interpretation with that Absolutely. joke, whether it's yeah. a bad joke or not. There is no room for interpretation when a man alludes to your wife being a harlot on national TV. Like she sent me a text, like very sexualized joke. Let's even remove the fact that it wasn't on TV. Mm -hmm. Would you have said that in a meeting, in no. a workplace meeting? Because that was work. Yeah, he yeah. was at work and he said that. That would have been, that should have been issues. Now, outside of all that we've just said, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into it. Mm -hmm. Apparently, a uh, another outlet, news outlet, Quick Lit or something like that, mm -hmm. reached out to ESPN to investigate what was going on, what steps they've taken. All of that stuff. And the representative that got back to them said that this was a, uh, a not a skit, but something along those lines. Not serious Which, is what they're, they're implying, right? Pretty much. But yeah. it bothers me because none of that seems scripted. If you've watched, if you followed social media, and I know that Twitter is not the real world, but if you follow social media, after Peter Byrne apologized... He got lambasted by a bunch of well-to-do, not just white people, but well-known black women about his apology, that it was pretty much a roundabout apology, most notably um, God, it was Rodney Pete's wife. Yeah, Holly Robinson. Holly yeah. Robinson Pete, thank you. That she tore into his ass about the apology being a whack apology. Yeah. And your boy, your boy Ben Watson was like, yeah, exactly what she said. Like he's been, it seems more real than what ESPN seems to be leading on with. So I have mixed feelings about this, man. I, I, I feel like... As the, as the marketing person, as the communications <laughs> person, it, I want you to... Because that seems wild. So, yeah, so let's all agree between the three of us and the listeners. It wasn't a skit, okay? We can all agree on that. The way homie came back to his chair, he fixed his collar, right, his mm -hmm. lapels, he slammed his phone down and he sat down and they were trying to tell some kind of joke and he wasn't having it. And then the yep. picture that he took with the guy after the show it looked like he didn't want to be bothered. My guy. The guy was yep. the, the white dude was Peter Burns was smiling, but the but Ben wasn't. He was clearly still serious. Then he demanded the apology. Then he got the apology like a day and a half later. So 
I don't think that I don't think that this is a skit. And, and if ESPN wants to run their PR team out there, I do this every day. That was a terrible uh, job at trying to like glaze over what actually happened. Um, at the same time, we got to get out of this thing where we're asking people to apologize for stuff that they that we know they did intentionally, and then get mad at them for not doing the apology good enough. A la Kyrie. Mm. If y'all want to talk about the Kyrie stuff later, we could do that too. The dude apologized. Ben Watson accepted the apology because either it's either that or leave the show. Once again, air quotes. Air quotes again. He accepted the apology. It's either that or leave the show. And I think we can we can leave that alone. What we what we need to talk about and what your listeners should acknowledge is um as or at least my advice to them is know at your job who is a friend and who is a coworker. Because if coworkers overstep they absolutely need to catch whatever uh, punishment is coming to them, right? Don't no. lose your job. Don't lose your job <laughs> or anything like that. But they need to be they need to be put in their place. If it's a friend, a friend would have never made that joke anyway. No. I've known Sean for six or seven years. I ain't never talked about his wife. In fact, whenever I ask about his wife, it's always in the context of him and his wife. It's never no. like, hey, how's Mika doing? I never do that, right? Yeah. Do y'all need flowers for whatever's going on? Yeah, do y'all need something? It's never, it's never, can I speak to your wife? Is that okay? And you know what I mean? Mm. So he was just out of pocket, and that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Al. No, honestly, I don't have anything else to add on that one. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm right on point in terms of that. I feel like we've all reached a point where we kind of know where we're at with it. Um, in, in the long term, people need to respect boundaries. And I think I'll, I'll add on to what he said in terms of the workplace, boundaries. Uh, the difference between your friends and co-workers, boundaries. Nice. <laughs> and my man stepped nice. up Way <laughs> big, big shit. Big shit. You know what's funny? I've been working at I've been working at my current current agency now, government agency now for going on twelve years, and there are people that I've known through that entire period that I still call them by their last name. And one of the guys, he was a director for uh, one of the department. For matter of fact, for our general counsel, and he said, "Oh, I've known you for over a decade. When are you going to call me by my first name?" And we happened, I was like, no, you know, I, I brushed it off at the time. And then I moved from that agency to another agency, all within the same umbrella. And I happened to be chilling with the guy afterwards. And he said, dude, you never called me by my first name. Like, I thought we were cool. I said, I'm not trying to disrespect you at all, but I try to keep work, work, and my outside life, my outside life. At no point do I want to ever misconstrue that we are closer than what we are because I'm the one that's going to end up bearing the brunt of it. And I don't need that. I don't need that smoke in my life. Absolutely. He said, he said, that's painful to hear, but I mean, I can respect it. I was like, dude, I'd, I'd rather be honest with you and let you know. We were talking about that before. I don't want you to ever say that you don't know. You may not say you don't care, but I want you to know this is the reason why I keep everybody at work at arm's length because you never know how things are going to turn, man. Never, Absolutely. Absolutely. Never, never, never. Yeah, the day gone today. <laughs> for, for us peons that actually have to go into the fucking office yes that holds true motherfucker hey, anyway. get a bagel or something and sit at your desk it's fine no big deal enjoy the cube <laughs> see this is why the republicans are mad because of that right there just fucking i'm not check i ain't going back <laughs> Fucking shots. I ran away years ago. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I had had one tank of gas for about 30 days. It was glorious. I'm trying to tell you. 
Go Why do you keep talking this bullshit? Like you, you incrementally keep rubbing that shit hey, in more and more and more and more. And you know what I just heard the other day? I actually watched the CNBC. Not to get too off off topic, but I watched a segment on CNBC the other day. They was talking about this thing called silent quitting. Quiet you guys heard of it? Okay. And how people are now, especially people in our age range and younger that are in the workforce, are silent quitting. They're not taking their work phones with them over the weekend. They're not checking their emails. They're not doing these things. And then that was like the first maybe two or three minutes of a nine-minute segment. And then after that, it just showed nothing but these CEOs and directors <laughs> for these Fortune 500 companies talking about they how much they hate silent quitting. And if yeah. you're going to be a silent quitter, they don't want you working for them. And I'm like, but this is where we are right now, my guy. Like, how do you fix right. that? Just because the employee knows that they hold some level of control in their life. You can't expect the company that you work for to give you work-life balance. I'm going to take my work-life balance. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be incrementally given the crumbs to do what you want to be, what you want to do. And you guys are just, you know, making me feel like I need to just leave the rat race altogether. Yeah, no. No, I mean. No, 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 no. No, I'm very much in, in, in the rat race. I just decided to dictate the tempo and the terms in which I will be running, and that's what it is. This race serves a means to an end, but to power my dreams and fantasies, that is it. I don't care about your mission statement. I don't care about your bottom line. <laughs> as long as I get my check on time, I am met with new objectives that I need to meet. I'm going to meet them. I'm going to meet them in the fashion in which we've agreed to meet them. And then I'm going to move back on to my exceedingly better life that you're going to find. <laughs> don't invite me to nothing that I don't have to be at. Uh, if I am not obligated to be there, I'm not coming. We're not friends. We're not buddies. I, I don't need to be on anyone's mailing list. I, listen, you don't have to promote me. I don't care about your promotion. You can keep going after it. I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't want to move up in the company. I don't want to make a bigger impact. I am a cog in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Period. I want to be a cog in the machine. Oh, man. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to be part of five or six different machines. I'm going to make my money. I'm going to power my fantasies. And I'm going to go home. And all that other bullshit, you can keep it. <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to move on to the next subject. Uh, <laughs> Vernon, go ahead, and, go ahead and kick it off with the next subject. <laughs> I'm in tears. Hold on. <laughs> Keep it. What was what was next on the what was next on the thing, man? Whatever you want to talk about, man. That's what's um, up. Whatever you want to talk. What's on your heart, baby boy? My God, man, that was funny. That was that was a very <laughs> a very impassioned uh, <laughs> speech about not having any. Uh, fucks to give about <laughs> corporate America, and I am here for all of it. And I want to, I salute you with the beverage. Um, my God, that was good. Um, I'm trying to think, what else is there? Oh, the Kyrie stuff. So, okay, I don't want to rehash the whole thing. You have, or Sean, have y'all talked about this in recent? No, days? we haven't. So, not we have. Oh man, that's a lot. Okay, Jesus. All right. Well, so okay, Kyrie was surfing the interwebs one night about three weeks ago. <laughs> And he came across a video on Amazon called From Hebrews to Negroes or something along those lines yeah. that talks about how um, the original Jewish people uh, are black. And they call themselves, or at least today, they call themselves Hebrew Israelites. I'm not here to debate that topic whatsoever because I like my job. Um, and I saw it happen <laughs> to Kyrie. <laughs> so so Kyrie, Kyrie tweeted out the video with no context, uh, probably didn't watch it. 
And then somebody got him in a gotcha moment, which which sucks for him, honestly. I, I'll give Kyrie a little bit of slack there. Um, right. Because he has a history of being defiant about things that it appears he knows surface-level details of. So that's he's a very eccentric. Well, he's very, very eccentric. Well, I'd argue he's arrogant. I wouldn't even call him eccentric. He's just arrogant. And just because you went to Duke for six months does not make you a Duke Facts. graduate. Right? Okay, so let's just get that out there. All right. So anyway, he ended up getting suspended, and they gave like a laundry list of things he had to do to get back on the team, which that is a separate discussion, where which in my mind was all developed to sort of bring down this black man. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, and then he came back. And so uh, he played for the other, he played the other day for the first time in about three and a half weeks. And so yeah, yeah. the question has been, what should Kyrie have done to start? Uh, and should he have just said, no, I'm not an anti-Semite? Uh, or should he have explained his position? Because he really didn't do either. And then how has the Nets reaction to it been? And so I believe that, um, you know, without getting into the, all the, the, the Hebrew Israelite stuff, I think Kyrie's probably done in the NBA probably after this season or the next. I think he's too much trouble. Oh, slow down, my guy. Oh, I think he is, bro. You, you, said, you said he's done with the NBA. I, I, I think the NBA is done with him. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, my yeah. bad. My bad. That yeah. he, so you don't think that once this contract is over that any team will be willing to pick him up? If no. they pick him up, it'll be on a very low league like minimum, and it'll be like yeah, it'll be like one year, two years. I mean, because think about this, right? The the teams that they were reportedly saying were interested in him are the Lakers, the Heat, and uh, the Knicks. Mm, okay, mm, mm. I live in South Florida. There's a lot of Jewish people down here. He ain't coming to South Florida. He's not going to New York. He's not. And, uh, he's not he stay, damn sure ain't going to New York. The Knicks. You right? And he's not. He's not and he's not going Knicks. to L.A. There's a bunch of Jewish people in L.A. There's a bunch of Jewish people everywhere. But he can't go to those three teams, right? And yeah. so I think he could have saved himself a lot of trouble had he just come out from the very beginning and say, you know what, I shouldn't have tweeted that. Right. But there. he didn't. That part, that, that part right there. He he could have definitely from from the beginning. And hopefully I'm not interrupting you, my brother. No, no. From the beginning, all he had to do was go, hey, listen. I was looking at some things. I thought this was interesting. I shared them with my followers. But you know what? I forgot that I am a commodity. I am part of an organization that is bigger than myself, that has global impact. And apparently, I have offended some people with what I thought was interesting. I was not endorsing. I was not promoting. But however, that's how it's being interpreted. I truly apologize. Let's move on. Now, all that other stuff in terms yeah. of I got to apologize. I got to tell you I'm not anti-Semitic. I got to meet with these people. I got to donate to these things. That is absolute. There's way too much. And, and, and he is a better man than I because I would have came out and said I would have gave my apology just like I just gave it. And then I would have been like, OK, here is why everything that you're asking me to do outside of what I just did is excessive. Now, yeah. obviously, we know Kyrie's not going to win this battle. No. He's not going to, there's just degrees of losing at this point for Kyrie. There's, it's not going to win. There's no point in time where you're going to be like, <laughs> he stuck it to the man. No, he's no. not sticking it to the man. I don't care how much money he has, you're not going to beat the power structure. However, I 100% agree with Vernon. After this ordeal is over, after his contract expires, it will be very difficult for any team to probably move forward with him. And that's a shame uh, because the man is, is, has handles to death and he's, he's one of the best point guards we've seen in a minute. However, 
it's kind of self-induced, and I think he's kind of ready to move along as well. It's clear that Kyrie has maybe a bigger purpose or aspirations to do something else, and maybe this is you know kind of the the time for him to to take this is 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 the time to to start getting that together. Yeah, and, wow. I, and I want to I want to clarify too. I think this is important what what Al is saying. If you if you win in sports, you can murder people you can and they'll keep you on the team. You but the net, the nets aren't good, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. you're not good and you're expensive. You cost a lot of money and we're not yeah. winning. So you, you can't be both, right? Exactly. Not even just that, but and you don't show up to work the way you're supposed to show up to work. Man, he'd be taking vacations in the middle of the yeah. season and stuff. You can't yeah, do that. Yeah. So it's yeah. a it's a problem. He's a problem child overall. And I feel bad for him. He's a generational talent. And and I think he needed yeah. more people in his See, corner to tell him to just shut the fuck up. Lord Hold up, that 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 Man, what you said right that. there. That what you said right there, I think, is the catcher for me. The fact that he is a generational talent, and I think that yeah. there's going to be some team that's desperate enough to get Kyrie, the baller, the ball wizard, to be on their team to help. He's them more win. trouble than no, Bird. because because he because he doesn't know, he he doesn't uh, he he's doesn't not going to be brought on the team to lead a team. But if he can be once again, he can be a cog in the whole in the okay machine in the in the three games or like week that Kyrie wasn't there, the Nets scored more points and they held opponents to fewer points in the time in just a week. He came back and they lost to the worst team in the league. And so I'll, and I'll give you another one better. Boston, once he left, they Boston start. went to the finals two years north, right? And, the finals. Yeah, so it's it seems a problem. to be a thing to where when he leaves, teams seem to be getting better. Yeah. Damn. It's a problem, bro. It is a problem. And then okay, and then just to cap this off, so Jalen Brown saw all the Hebrew Israelites lined up outside of the Brooklyn Nets stadium. That's house, homie. And he tweeted tweeted energy. He tweeted energy. And I'm like, guys, y'all can hire me. Listen, hire me to help you with your PR. Ho, 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 ho. Vernon, as as a member of a fraternity, you guys- I'm not an Omega. I am not an Omega. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very aware you are not. But Man. you guys are gonna have to, you're gonna have to hold that L. That's a that is a marketing problem. That Man, you, the people no, don't know the difference between the you and the Hebrew Israelites. Like, like, like it's one thing to take the picture or something like that. It's like these guys be forgetting that you are part of a corporation. Like, it's like, like they forget where the money is coming from. Like, yes. it just magically appears in their account. You are part <laughs> of an organization. You are a public figure. That's why they gave you the blue check mark, dumbass. You're a public <laughs> figure. So yeah. that means that you have to be mindful because anything that you put out is seen as promoting or advocating or saying that, hey, this is cool. I'm, I'm with Vernon. Please get y'all some PR. Because when he sent it out, I said, that's cool. <laughs> and then sure enough, I apologize for what I had. No, 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 no. He, he wrote, he wrote, I thought it was black Greeks stepping. And he wrote step apostrophe in stepping. And I was like, see, you never want to tell a black man to shut up and dribble because that when the white woman said it to LeBron, we all got mad. But listen, had Jalen yeah. just just go stretch, just stuck the, stuck the do, basketball, do some plyometrics, the ice bath, <laughs> just go play basketball. He could have saved himself a lot. Hold up, I really, honestly, I thought that all of these, I mean, maybe right. it's just my ignorance. No, no bullshit. Maybe it's just my ignorance. But I thought a lot of these folks, especially these branded athletes, have. 
PR people or whoever that they run this shit through before it goes out on Twitter. They they have point. PR. They have yeah, PR. They have to use but I mean, they, they, yeah, you gotta you gotta call them like, hey, Cecilia, like can, driver. Can, should I tweet? Yeah, I mean, I'm drunk at the club, man. Let me take my two hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini instead of calling Earl and exactly. asking Earl to come pick me up because that's what he's paid for. Right, yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. So you got to yeah. you got to use the things at your disposal, and it was a terrible mistake. So now he's besmirched the Omegas. He also yeah. besmirched the Black Hebrew Israelites. And by the way, yep. this is not this is not my joke, so I don't want to take credit for it. But when have you ever known the Omegas to be quiet about anything? Never, they, they, oh, never. Oh, <laughs> so all, all I see is them barking. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's they what I was, I was about to say. You're gonna have a lot of motherfuckers barking when they hear yeah, this fucking episode. Not, nah, man. Yeah, when he when he tweeted that, because I watched it, like I saw it pop up on his page. I just happened to be scrolling down. I was just like. Oh yeah, that's 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 gonna be a problem. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a bummer. For but that's okay. But Jalen, if you're listening, we bring we're, come on down to Atlanta, bro. We we, we take your time. We we, we go. Come on down. Come yeah, on just down. don't just don't tweet. Man. Just don't tweet. Keep going in your pocket. Yeah, many times these athletes are just they just don't think. You know. They what do you, okay, so what do you guys think about some of the responses that Kyrie had gotten prior to? Because there were a lot of people that even well even after the laundry list of demands from Joe Sy came out, we're still saying that Kyrie should just fall in line and do what he's supposed to do. Shaq, Charles, numerous other folks that came out. What do you, what do you think about him? Like folks actually trying to push him into that corner. Oh, you go. Cause it seemed like the, yeah. the term buck breaking came up a lot. during. Totally the agree. So, well, yeah. it, it was interesting. I liked watching the whole tide turn. Like initially it was just like, everybody was on the condemnation train. They were yeah, like, yeah. Oh, let's pile on. Yeah. Kyrie, you can't do that. But I, I, and even as it was going on, I sat back and said, what has this man done wrong? Other than posting something on his page that he found interesting. It wasn't like he put a whole tweet together to say, yeah, this is, I feel this is true. And this is fact. And I I'm, I'm all about this. The man simply did a thing out and said, Hey, I thought this was interesting. It's just like, no you, know, research, out, yeah. you know, a clip of the Terminator and then somebody going, he's advocating violence against white women and stalking white women. Oh my God. Like I said, <laughs> none of these things. I just reposted a movie I thought was interesting, but right. because it's not popular opinion and because it's, it's debatable in terms of that it's, it's controversial. And again, because he's a public figure, it became a problem. And so these, all these public figures, your Shaq and all those guys, initially they all towed the line. Yeah. He should yeah. do what he's got to do to do that. This is despicable. This is disgusting. And I'm going, wow, y'all got a lot of energy for a man that literally just put out the tweet that said, this sounds interesting. I just felt like it was way over the top. But then something amazing happened. Some people started asking the same question like, well, wait a minute, y'all want him to do what? He got to give a donation? Y'all are treating this man as though he's actually came out and said yeah, something. Now, enemy number Kanye, one. Okay, I get it. He deserved all of that energy because he yeah. came out and not only said it, he said the quiet part out loud. I get it. Kanye deserved all that energy. But Kyrie, I think deep down everybody knew he didn't deserve that much smoke. And so then they started backtracking. I thought that was kind of funny. Then all of a sudden, well, you know, I do think the uh, punishments are excessive. It only takes one Negro yeah. to speak up and then all the others start to go, yeah. you know what? You right. Yeah. You you was able to say that. Okay, cool. I'm gonna say it too. So I mm. showed you exactly what a lot of these public figures are. They do the same thing we do. They look at the climate. 
They sit back and go, well, hold on. Let me see. Are we all piling on? Okay. Yeah, cool. where's the wind blowing? Or, oh, mm-hmm. hold on. We, we, can, we can say what we really feel. We can buff back. Okay, cool. And it sucks because all of them basically can't really be themselves and have their true opinions. Jamel Hill couldn't say exactly what was truly on her mind until she left. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. sucks. But that's mm-hmm. the job, unfortunately. So if mm-hmm. you're expecting these public figures and these correspondents to give you real spit or real opinion, uh, you're not getting that <laughs> until, it's, until it's safe to do So. It. So my problem, I'll take a different route than, than what Al said. My problem with it is um, how did the list of the six things get out? That's what I was pissed about. Because if this was really about um, enlightening Kyrie, which is what they said, they wanted Kyrie right, to, and growth, yeah. to grow and they wanted him to feel something and they wanted him to learn from his mistakes, then why would you release the six things that he had to do, the six conditions and the six steps of the cross that he had to go through to get back on the team. Quite the description. This, like this had this had nothing. This had nothing to do with his growth or appeasing the Jewish community. It was let us show the public that we are embarrassing him enough or making him work enough to where when he gets back out on the floor and makes our defense get worse, but scores points and brings people to the arena, we can say with a straight face, "Hey, we gave him we gave him a book report that we wanted him to do." By the way, number three on that list was he had to donate money to like Jewish causes. He donated five hundred thousand dollars to the anti. And they turned it down, didn't they? And they turned it down. So I'm like, yeah. y'all couldn't scratch number three off the list and, and make it from six to five because he tried that yeah. and it didn't work. And then yeah. you wanted to, you wanted him to go talk with people in the community, but that was part of the actual the the actual I guess reparations he was supposed to do in the first place he was he was supposed to do that after he made the initial mistake and then to say oh he has to go talk to the owner of the team well come on when y'all got to go talk to the to the principal when you get in trouble or you you get you do something wrong you gotta go talk to your parents we all know what time that is that's 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 just about you're gonna come here and face the face the music and joe side don't care i i I think joe side doesn't care it's my thing so you know all Mm -hmm. the other stuff surrounding it is what it is what it is i was more i was more to use Al's phrase, the tide turn when they released that list, because I think it was like Sham Sharania or whatever his name is that released that list before, but the Nets didn't release it. And then when Sham released it, everybody else picked up on the story and that's fucked up, man. Like there's no need for that at all. Totally great. They went from piling on to stepping back and going, well, maybe. And I, and I hated it. I mean, I watched it and it just, it was like, this is disgusting. Like y'all knew it was excessive from the start, but I did wish, had Kyrie had spoken up a little bit more and that it's like it's like I wish Kyrie could could hire a PR team and someone where he could actually give a viable response with that because I wish he had spoken up on that list because it was absolutely excessive and it was clear that they were trying to send a message and they have nothing to do with protecting you know anyone's you know liberties as as a Jewish person but mm-hmm. we move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he right. also didn't. He also didn't do it in seven days. That's the other thing. So it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna put out this list of how important it is, ain't no way he did that in seven days or Facts. eight days or however. There's just no way. There's no way he did right. that. Right. So so part, again, part of his problem though, all, all, at the end of the day, is honestly that his reputation preceded him. Because I don't know necessarily if anybody else would have fucked up the way he did that they would have gotten wrecked over the coals like that. But he's Kyrie, the the anti-vaxer, Kyrie, the flat mm-hmm. earther, Kyrie, the this, Kyrie, the that. So. He really right, he put was, himself in that situation, my guy. He right. was burning sage in an arena, and he said the, the earth. Is, and he said man. the earth was flat. Like you can't take him seriously once he says the earth is flat. The burning sage. I don't know his religious convictions, but I know how sage works. When you burn sage, it it, it destroys everything, or it, it eliminates everything, good and bad. So I'm like, you're burning sage in an arena with a fire alarm, by the way. And then you said the earth was flat. That's kind of weird. Okay, 
And and now you're coming out and you're you're promoting a video. And by the way, to, to for the PR thing, all he had to do was say, I don't believe I'm an anti-Semite because I believe black people are the original Jews. That's all yeah. he had to say. Now, yeah. now but now, he was playing with words because he kept saying, because you see, they kept asking him that question. He's like, his answer, if I remember, and it's not verbatim, but very close, was how can I be an anti-Semite if I know where I came from? He yeah. never went into detail and explained it. He just kept well, saying that over and over. Because, I'm like, because to on, do dude, that, be clear with your shit. Because to do that, you'd actually have to have watched the documentary or have read a book, and he didn't, right? He, he saw the trailer of the film, and then he was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And then he put, like, his unk earring in, and, and then, the, you know, he, and he started doing it. I mean, that's all it was. Like, this has been his, this has been his M.O. forever. Like, I don't know why totally we're right. acting surprised about this. Like, totally I, right. I, I was so mad at the fact that they released the six things he had to do because I'm like, damn, y'all are making me defend Kyrie Irving. But the one thing that I've, <laughs> I have pledged. One thing I told myself I would not do. I, would, I said I would never defend Kyrie, and y'all have made me defend him because it's okay. unnecessary. I agree. They did make him a figure that I was just like, no, waiter. Because I think yeah, I was I was up. like, okay, he made his little apology, say what he said. Yeah. Even during his interviews, I was like, dude, you're making it worse. But okay, yeah, hopefully we'll stop talking. Just stop I thought talking. we were done. I was like, okay, you'll get a fine, a game or yeah. two. Let's all move on. But when nah, they came out, pro, with that list, shit. it even made me go. Okay, now damn it, you all right, it. that's a bit much. Yeah. All right, let's okay to, to, to put a bow on this final mm-hmm. question about this whole thing, man. Yeah, if you recall, after the brother Emanuel shooting in South Carolina, the whole Confederate flag became a, a rallying cry for racial injustice and so on, to the point that Amazon ended up taking the sales of Confederate figures down, period. Whether it's a flag, whether it's a belt buckle, don't matter what it is, you're not, if it has a Confederate flag on it, we're going to treat it as though it's the Nazi SS or the swastika. We're not going to sell any. We're not going to sell that memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Here we are, how many weeks removed from Kyrie supporting, or, excuse me, promoting, promoting this movie, and Amazon still has this movie up. It is now the number three best-selling movie on Amazon. So, what do you guys think about that not being taken down from Amazon? Right? <laughs> I think I think Amazon thinks that it's not anti-Semitic. Exactly. A- Amazon, not not Vernon on the show. Amazon. Okay. I'm, not, I'm on the okay. same page with you. Yeah, exactly. I, I got I got bills. It's the <laughs> Yeah, when you when you are the person that controls the platform and the power just, structure. Just take it down. He's Just not gonna, down. exactly. They they can do whatever they want to Jeff Bezos. Say whatever. You notice that his name ain't trending. Yeah. And, and and never trended. There's they a petition take. out and all that stuff like that. It's they still up there. It. And you know what? It's gonna stay up there. <laughs> or, or 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 maybe it won't. But they could take it down like right now as your show is going on. They could take it down right now. Also, why is it eleven dollars? I think it spiked up. I thought no, it was- no, 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 Bomani, Bomani <laughs> said when he, <laughs> yeah, Aldo, ago, make sure you make that clear that you haven't watched this. No, I, I, you know, I, I, I have every intention of watching it over the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I was trying to throw if, you a line. I wasn't I, trying to jeopardize your money. Now. What the fuck? If, if Kyrie watched it, I damn sure ain't watching it. But Bomani said <laughs> that he tried to watch it three weeks ago and it was eleven ninety nine. He was like, I ain't paying eleven ninety nine for nothing. It's particularly a video. A video that wasn't even a book; it was a pamphlet. So I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm hold, not hold, watching. Hold, what? Stop! Stop! What did you say? He said. So it was, he he basically called them books with no barcodes. That's what that's what he described Ooh. it as. I ain't paying 11.99 for that. I didn't mm. pay 11.99 for Jurassic World or Black Panther. 
so Hebrews to Negroes, I'm not paying for that. I'm not doing that, man. I paid for Black Panther. And no, I did. I did. I, I, did. I, I think I paid $19.99 for Black Panther because I bought it, but I wasn't written it. I wasn't written it. I wasn't written it for for twenty nine for twenty dollars. I went the whole way. I bought that. Yeah. I was like, it's so that's, been, yeah. hey, Chadwick, rest, rest in peace, Chad. I, I, you oh, know. He got them dollars. Yeah. No, no, I am going to watch it because I really want to know what the hubbub is all about uh, in terms of it. I'm just curious. So I said, I'm going to check it out. I don't, I don't really care too much about the money as much. But however, it is interesting that uh, everybody does not have that same energy for Amazon. It is interesting. Yeah. Or or other people who appear to do the same thing, right? I mean, every single day, <laughs> kind of a little little weird. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But however, oh, Kyrie got to bring all this on himself as well. Yeah, fuck yeah, Kyrie, man. <laughs> I'm not even mad at that. He's not exactly my favorite guy, too. I find him <laughs> never arrogantly ignorant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Al, what's up? Your you got words of wisdom for us? Hey, listen, your dreams are just coming attractions of things that are already supposed to happen and already well within your capabilities. Follow that. That is your North Star. Do what you need to do in order to achieve everything you'd like to achieve. Live every day like it's the last. Love your people. Love yourself. Never give up. That's it. I knew I knew the I knew the mayor of Atlanta was going to come through with some resonating words. Uh, Vernon, man, what's so up, you should you should have let him go last because I know I should last. have I should have. Um, here's what I would say. I would say to to the black men listening uh, to the podcast right now, man, take care of your health, man. Um, I think we we you know there's this mantra that you you do the things that are important to you or you make time for the things that are important to you. I. I believe that, but I also think sometimes things slip through the crack, the cracks, right? So, black men, take care of your health, man. If you if you want to start by walking a little bit, walking ten minutes a day, go for a walk, right? But take care of your health. We have families to look after. Um, some of us are the older sibling. We have parents we got to take care of, uh, and they need us there for them. The biggest thing that you can provide is not money; it is time and support and presence. So, start taking care of your health. Watch what you eat. I'm I'm turning 40 in January and I pulled a calf muscle by riding a bike and I work out every day. So, so I'm telling you that, you know, I'm joking about it, but I want to make sure that y'all are taking care of yourselves, man. Watch what you eat, um, work your bodies out, not lifting weights, right? Do things that uh, increase your flexibility and your mobility so that when you're 60 years old, um, you can walk and you don't have a limp and things like that, right? We got to make sure we're taking care of each other and be man enough to tell your partners and your homies, they need to do it too. Because we tend to stay away from that. We tend to stay yeah. out of that lane about trying to teach our, trying to encourage our friends to be better with their, with their physical and mental health. Make sure that you're checking up on them, Sean, and make sure that you're telling your people, um, you know, to do better. Yeah, every day, Sean, I text, I reach out to you every week. I know you do. How you are do. you doing? Yeah, no, you do, you do, you do. I give it to you. I give it to you, man. I think part of the problem with that is the fact that we men, especially black men, I think we undervalue what our presence is really worth, right? Yeah. Because we're told all the time that, you know, the mother of the children, she's going to handle things or whatever is just your job to bring home the bacon. And when you're gone, you're gone. Not knowing that your impact, that shadow, whatever shadow you cast lives long after you've come and gone. And most people, they still, they'd rather prefer you being around than anything else, man. I, I know that 
I lost my uncle and I know my wife lost her father that I know she, if she could have him back instead of all of the money that she's making yeah. now, she'd take, yeah. she'd replace it in a heartbeat, man. She replaced it in a heartbeat. So absolutely. So, uh, you guys were very profound tonight. And the only thing I really had was just to, <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know that Lunell is on only fans. Now that's that, that was my, that was my thing. Talking about, you better go and get you some of that old sexy. What? I might check it out. What? It's the holidays. I got time. I, I'm <laughs> just, I'm just saying. She came out of nowhere. Was like, hey, she about to get on OnlyFans. She talked about it on the breakfast. Wait, club. who? Lunell, the comedian Lunell. Don't no, pay who is that? No mind. You know, you've seen Lunell. Don't, don't, don't mind Vernon. I'm a, he, I'm just a found, Google. he just I'm found a out who Rock yeah, was like three Google. weeks ago. See so why don't... you see? You know what? You know what? All right. You mean I? I had. I had three cups of tequila and some $8 Boone's Farm wine and didn't embarrass you one time on this podcast. And you're going to tell the whole entire group? Father raised you very you're going to tell well. the entire group I didn't know who Rakim was? I got you. I got you. I got you. You had all that going on. I was high as a kite. Still you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Life's good. This is why you all right. Other, other than you guys knowing that Lunell. Al. Where can folks find you if they'd like to find you, man? Man. Well, first of all, man, I appreciate you, you know, giving me an opportunity to come up here and act a fool with you and Bernie, man. Y'all can find me on Instagram, Algernon's October. You can come check me out because so I have a variety of celebrity interviews that are there and then different celebrity interviews and things that are going to be coming up. I have a new podcast that I will be putting together. I will give more details around that. But come check me out on that. And on that Twitter, you can get me at AlDiddy1712. I got, you know, the, 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 the Twitter blues, so I got that going on right now. That's <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm new to the verification process. I gave them that $8. I'm paying for Twitter because I want longer videos. Anyway, come check me out. It's been fun. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Vernon, um, where can people find you if they want to find you, man? So I have no blue check mark. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at iopine11. Um, by the way, if you're interested in networking, um, you want to talk about you know, branding, marketing, communications and stuff, and you don't want me to sell you anything, then look me up on LinkedIn, right? Happy to not sell you a damn thing. Um, but I'm always happy to, to network and make uh, some new friends. And, um, and yeah, that's it. No doubt, no doubt. I want to thank the both of you, Vernon, Al, for coming through, chopping it up with me, taking busy, taking this time out, out of your busy schedules, especially as you guys are preparing for Thanksgiving and getting the family together and all that other stuff. I can't say thank you enough, man. Thank you. I really appreciate you both, man. Okay, so Al, real quick. Al, I used to get invited on all the time. And then Sean said I was stealing too much of the shine time, so he stopped inviting me on. And so I ain't been on in like eight months. You see how black people do, right? So we talk about Kyrie and Kanye and all that, but Sean has a black-owned business, and I ain't been on his black-ass black-owned business in about a year because he won't bring me back on the show. I'm dropping <laughs> nuggets, dropping, Petty, dropping Petty, jewels. Petty <laughs> at, at Jedi levels of Absolutely. Absolutely. what? My name is Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. I want to thank you guys for checking out another incredible episode of the In the Black Podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Make sure you come across to our www.intheblackpodcast.com website. You can check out past shows, and if you really want to be down with the family, come and join us over at Patreon, where you get the behind-the-scenes you will not regret it. But until next time, as always, informed, intelligent, in the black. Peace.
This is, this is the In the Black Podcast. In the Black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen, In the Black Podcast, and your lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, the fault fact. In the Black Podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, you're all whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said they my cheat, who no do it so effortless. I listen them, I learn, when them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house, and your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with Melody power that's so ascending bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast they fucked up who knows they watch black up in your chat me young flop in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast we all lost the one of them can't none of them black on the trust yes like that though. <laughs> 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 <